Hey, tax pros. Welcome to another episode of Tax Industry Talk. I'm your host, Ian Gardner, and today we're going to learn how to help an underserved market, find new clients for your tax business, and generate more revenue every year. Our guest is Tanya Santos. She's an enrolled agent, and she's also the owner of ANT Tax Payroll and Bookkeeping, which is based out of Salinas, California. Now, among other things, she specializes in working with ITIN holders and making sure that they are informed of the ever-changing laws affecting them and how to make sure they stay current and within compliance. We had an awesome conversation that was really informative, so this is one you don't want to miss. As always, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can find us on all social media at Tax Industry Talk or email us at taxindustrytalk at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you guys. Now let's get to the good stuff. All right. I want to welcome our guest today, Tanya Santos. So thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Ian. Now, Tanya, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the tax world. Okay, so um, so my name is uh, Tania Santos. I um, I came to the United States when I was about 14 years old and, you know, went on to high school, went on to college, and I, I've always liked accounting in general. So um, when I was doing my accounting um, career, um, income tax was one of the required courses to, mm-hmm. to be able to graduate. So, um, you know, I'm in California, so... I was required to take the 60 hours, and after taking the 60 hours, um, you know that the instructor told us that we were actually we would actually qualify to to be registered as tax preparers. So mm-hmm. out of I don't know I want to say about 30 students, I was the only one who decided to take the extra steps and actually register with the state. And so I had I want to say about two clients my first year, and so it was. I could almost say it was an accident that I started okay. into the tax world. Yeah. So they say, you know, grow where you are, are planted and the opportunity was mm-hmm. there and I did it. That's perfect. And to start with two clients and keep growing, that's that's even better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> perfect. So now you specialize in um, ITINs, is that correct? Yeah, we serve, we serve a, a, a big amount of uh, Hispanic community. Um, a lot of our taxpayers uh, do not uh, do not qualify for a social security number, mm-hmm. um, and we help them out. Uh, there's a lot of tax preparers out there who are afraid of helping this type of clients, uh, but you know, with the right information, you, you can definitely help them out. Um, so, ID holders are taxpayers who are. In, in the United States, um, undocumented and do not qualify to obtain a social security number, um, but they are required to file a federal tax return because they have income, right? Mm-hmm. So, so the IRS developed this program back in uh, 1996, where where a person um, who who would not qualify for for a social security number could obtain an ITIN, uh, which stands for Individual Taxpayer Identification Number. And um, that way, these taxpayers would be able to file a federal tax return um, and and be able to pay taxes or claim a refund if they qualified for one. Okay, perfect. 
And one thing you know you mentioned earlier was that certain people are uh, hesitant to serve this community. And with the information that we're going to be able to give them today, they'll actually be able to expand their offering and hopefully bring on some new clients and make some more money next year. Definitely, definitely. Because, you know, um, uh, if, if, if you go into the IRS website, there is a section specific for, um, for items Mm-hmm. That will give you all the information needed to become a certifying acceptance agent. Um, again, you know we are we are t- tax preparers. We specialize in the tax world, so you know they don't have to worry about doing something wrong mm-hmm. uh, because th- this is specific for this type of clients. Um, um, you know, once you become an, an an IRS acceptance agent, you're able to help this type of clients. Mm-hmm. And each year, a lot of IT numbers are expiring. Um, before, the IT numbers were just you know permanent. Mm-hmm. But um, about three years ago, they started. The IRS wanted to um, sort these numbers out, and you know, just like get rid of the numbers that were not good anymore. People were not using them. Um, so, so they want to narrow down the number of ITs that were issued. Mm-hmm. So, if if an IT number has not been used for the for the last three years, they automatically expired. But yeah. now, um, the IRS comes up with a series of numbers each year, um, and you know, there's there's a potential for helping this um, this clients renew their IT. And, and if three years uh, ago they started this pro the uh, uh, the rule of three years after or to expire. That means this year, a lot of people will be coming up with an expired ITIN and they might not know how to renew it or might not know how to stay right. compliant, right? Definitely, yeah. And and honestly, it's not very difficult to, to do the process. But, you know, once you get a letter from the IRS, I mean, you know, clients get scared. They mm-hmm. don't know what course, to do. Yeah. So they'll, be, they'll go running to their tax preparer or... If their ta- current tax preparer does not know what to do, they will say, I don't know. And mm-hmm. they may not want to explore how to how to do this process. So mm-hmm. I would definitely, you know, invite anyone. In fact, the IRS has announced that they are, re- uh, re- um, you know, actively recruiting um, acceptance agents. Um, in fact, I, I recently sent my application. So we're just waiting to be accepted uh, for example, this number, all items with middle digits, 80, 83, 84, 85, 86, and 87 um, will be expiring at the end of, of this year. So imagine how many people there are out there with, with this series of numbers right. that need the help of a tax preparer. Mm-hmm. And again, if, if they don't if they don't find um, that their current tax repair knows how to do this process, they're going to go look for somebody new. Right. Um, or worst so, case, they know. won't look around because they're afraid of, of exactly. whatever repercussions there might be from, from asking those kind of questions. And exactly. then they're out of compliance and then it could get even worse for them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now I understand there've been some changes to the renewal process. Is that in the past year that the, these changes have been made? Actually, you know, for the last five years, there have been so many changes, changes after changes, changes after changes. Every year, is, there's something different. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, for, for someone who serves um, this community, um, IRS 
that gov is like your best friend <laughs> because they they update they update this this page like very very often in fact the last time they have oh look last um page last reviewed was june 19 of 2019 i'm looking at it right now so okay. that was like very very recently mm-hmm. um so so the the changes are happening almost on a monthly basis um uh, as of as of right now for example in in my practice we only accept the the current um unexpired passport to be able to renew the items mm-hmm. you know if you go into the into the IRS website you'll see a list of documents needed to be able to renew the item number but but honestly we found that passport is it Okay. We've tried other documents, uh, but they're foreign documents, and you know sometimes they want translation. They're mm-hmm. not legible. They're confusing. Uh, so you know, passport is like a universal document that you can use. Mm-hmm. And and so, I mean, my recommendation would be just just request the passport. Mm-hmm. That's the easiest thing to do. Okay. What are some other challenges that you found um, having dealt with this community as much? Uh, IDs and anything else like that that you're running into? Uh, well, you know, um, the challenge the challenge is educating the client. Uh, educating the client uh, because uh, m- most of these clients, um, since they hold an IT number, they don't qualify for a lot of the credits. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, um, so let's say that they, they have um, a child younger than 16 years old, you would think, oh, well, they qualify for the child tax credit, but they mm-hmm. don't. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming that the child also holds an IT number. Right. So Obviously, so there's a, a million child- different situations that are yes, specific. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, this this is just a very specific example but um you know education is the key um and the challenge because that was one of the main changes this last tax season you know when when the clients came in and they had a child with an item number you know they were expecting a child tax credit of one thousand dollars but the reality was that that credit was reduced to five hundred dollars So, right, and they're looking at you uh, saying, "Well, nothing changed on my end. Why is my refund lower?" Uh, yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. The refund is lower, and, and maybe they didn't have enough withholding on their paychecks during the year because they were assuming that the credit was going to be the same. Right. So, 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 I would say that the challenge is educating the clients, um, renewing the item. Um, the challenge is more on us, the mm-hmm. the preparers. Um, Again, because I've been doing this for so long, I've I found that passport. That's it. That's it. We're not we're not mm-hmm. going to shoot our feet again because uh, we've tried with other type of documents, um, but it doesn't work. Um, in our area, it's not very difficult for the taxpayer to um, to get a passport. You know, mm-hmm. we have, um, but that's here in our area. Uh, now I'm, I'm not sh- sure. I don't know how it works in other states, uh, but right here in California, we have um, most of the t- IT holders uh, come from Mexico, and mm-hmm. we have different um, Mexican consulates around around California. Uh, so the challenge in other 
States, you know, it might be that it's not very easy for for the taxpayer to to get a passport. They may have to travel long hours right. to get a, a a current passport. Um, uh, but again, for for our area here, is it's not very difficult, except that they have to like call the consulate, schedule an appointment, take a day off from work. You know, they have to go through a a process. They of course, yeah. They really have to put it, yeah, putting some time into doing right. that. But other than that, um, I would say you know it, it would be more like the education to for the tax taxpayer. Right. Now, on that note with the education, would you say that most ITIN holders know that they need to renew it this year? Is it is it known within the community, or is this something where you need to put the word out in your town? We need to put the word out. Um, mm-hmm. I know that the, the IRS, I know this department may not be very huge. Um, the information is on the IRS website, but honestly, our, our clients are not going to go into the IRS website just because. Of course not. <laughs> they, they just here's don't my monthly go. check of the irs.gov site oh, yeah, i don't think that's IRS real website. yeah yeah no they they just don't do it um the information is there it, it is in different languages mm-hmm. um but it is our job <laughs> to to really contact the taxpayer maybe send out letters uh, what mm-hmm. we do in our office is we go through our clients list we send them letters letting them know that their IT number is going to expire. If they have questions, they can call us. But that's only my client list. Right. Uh, You know, but what about everybody else? Um, I mean, there are some videos on YouTube, again, that the IRS has shared. Um, but, but again, who's going you know, to the IRS's yeah, YouTube page? <laughs> yeah, you, exactly. That's 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 my point. Right. So I do share the videos uh, sometimes, not always. I should be doing it more often. Um, but there there are areas, you know, in the in the in the system that I believe that there's not enough information out there. Mm-hmm. There's not even enough information, even for the tax preparers. Um, it's it's a little hard to get a hold of this department to begin with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they're like the back end office, or I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of potential for for revenue for us because again, right. they have this this program, the acceptance agent program, um, and there's not a lot of acceptance agents out there uh, right now. The process. The process to renew the item requires an original document. Mm-hmm. Now, who wants to give up their passport? Nobody. But a lot of now, you mean ta- they need to ta- mail in their passport, their actual passport. We ha- we have to right now. We have to because oh, wow. we are not an acceptance agent yet. Uh, once okay. once you, yeah, and we're also charging a lot less because we have to. You know, we, we can we we can uh, give them that peace of mind that their passport is not going to go away. Right. So so the process right now is that we take in the application, well, we, we fill it out, we take their their original passport and we mail it out to Texas mm-hmm. for uh, to the um, processing center. Then Texas takes care of the renewal. And they send it back to the taxpayer. Gotcha. Now, 
once you become a, a, an acceptance agent, you don't have to uh, send in the original passport and you can charge more money. Let me ask you this, that, and that <laughs> charging more money is always good. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's the time difference in mailing the actual passport as opposed to um, not having to do that? Is, is there a significant increase in speed? You know, IRS doesn't say that, doesn't say that it's faster, but I believe it is. I believe it is. Um, I won't know until I am actually an acceptance agent. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'm pretty sure, you know, once you fill out that bottom part where it says acceptance agent's number, blah, 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 I'm sure they go a little faster. Mm-hmm. Because, again, you don't have to send in the original document. You just fill out your part certifying that you've already checked the document Mm -hmm. so you know i'm pretty sure that they would um that they would process it faster uh but the irs says that the the time frame to process an it um application or a renewal application is between six and eight weeks oh wow okay it's 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 a long process Mm -hmm. um and if we're just if we're kind of backing off from tax season with those timelines in mind um you're talking about two months before let's say january that's Mm -hmm. also just to bring it back around to how is this going to benefit the tax office first off by putting out the information in your community you're letting people Mm -hmm. know that in itself is a service um Mm -hmm. you're not making money off that but you are helping people you're also yes. showing them that you're an authority on the subject. And like you're saying, it's not really a saturated market for authority figures. So mm-hmm. you're showing them, hey, not only am I telling you that you need to do this, which is helpful to you, I'm also telling you that I can help you with it, right? Which is helpful right. to the mm-hmm. tax preparer. Definitely. Uh, now on top of that, it's going to take six to eight weeks. Let's assume that it's going to take eight weeks because we're talking about the IRS here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so now we're two months ahead of tax season. And basically what you're able to do is by helping someone like this, you'd hope that they'd come back to you to file their taxes as well, right? Because they need this before they can file. Yes. So, and they actually will. We, we mm-hmm. found that, you know, we have helped people who are like looking for someone because mm-hmm. their current tax preparer is just not helping. Uh, so, you know, they come to us, you know, I have this, this issue, I have this problem. Can you help me out? Can you help me renew my item? Mm-hmm. So we, we have found that once we help them renew their item, and of course, you know, customer service has a lot to do too. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> it's not just that because you're helping them, they're going to come to you. Um, but once we help them, we've, we found that every single client that has come through for item renewal has stayed with us. And it, it's been happening for the last three years. It's been happening. So That's we huge. have had a lot of new clients just because they are looking for someone to, mm-hmm. to renew their ITIN. Right. Um, and not only are they renewing their ITIN, which you can charge a fee for, but then you're doing their taxes, which you can also charge oh, a fee yeah. for. So you're oh, making yes. more money, bringing in new clients, and genuinely helping people as well. And not only that, but locking them in early. Because mm-hmm. this year, uh, you know, from my perspective, I always look at the software and the bank products. Mm-hmm. And the goal of everybody every year is to get the taxpayers locked in earlier. So yes. the past couple of years, we've had these, uh, you know, pre-acknowledgement advances that start on January 2nd. Well, this is an opportunity to lock them in in November. Mm-hmm. And yes. now you don't have to or worry even, about it. Or even earlier, because, you know, um, of course, IRS yeah. actually no sent in... 
Yeah, they sent the letters for IT renewals um, in late July. So a lot okay. of people are renewing right now. Right. So they did send out Maybe. letters, though, to everybody? <laughs> Is that the only way that they've communicated that? Yes. The, so the IRS will send the letter to the last address on file. Okay. You know how many people move? No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, and that's the only letter they will send out. They won't try to contact you any other way. Other than their wildly popular YouTube page. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and website. And website, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so... Other than that, I mean that, that's it. But it's it, it's it's up to us, the tax preparers, who you know we want to put the word out there. Uh, we want to um, let the taxpayer know that we care about them. That we're not, you know. Uh, I, I know, and, and and again, I don't want to get political, but mm-hmm. it, you know, don't be afraid that this taxpayer are undocumented right. um, because. They are paying taxes. I mean, let's help them pay taxes. Mm-hmm. Right, absolutely. <laughs> Most of them, you would be surprised at how much money they paid. In fact, you know, before um, going into this conference with you, I was actually on the Franchise Tax Board page, which is, which is the California Franchise Tax Board. Okay. I know it's not the IRS, but um, but I was actually paying um, about four hundred dollars for a, a client who an item holder client who um, had a balance. So so they are paying. Mm-hmm. They are paying. Um, and we need to help them pay. <laughs> right. And um, a lot of people, too, will be paying for years without, um, you know, gaining their citizenship in hopes that when they do apply, they'll be looked mm-hmm. upon more favorably for having paid all these years, right? Yes. Yes. In fact, in fact, filing your taxes is um, shows good moral. Uh, and, and, and it's one of their requirements. Um, mm-hmm. I, now I'm not an immigration consultant or expert or anything, but I know a lot of these clients have come, um, to ask for copies of, of previous tax returns because they're trying to uh, fix their, um, their status. Mm-hmm. And, and I know this is one of their requirements. So, so again, um, you know, don't be afraid to help them. We are not. Mm-hmm. Uh, an agency we're not an agency in charge of uh looking for people who are undocumented in this country we right. are we are here to help them file and pay their taxes mm-hmm. so so um i would invite you know anyone who has the opportunity to help uh this community to to really do it because you know i mean let's say that there's someone out there working and and not filing a tax return only out of fear that their tax preparer is going to question, you know, their status. So, mm-hmm. so we're, we're, I mean, the United States would be losing money there right. because, you know, anybody working in this country, uh, either documented or undocumented, um, if you're making money, you are subject to pay income tax. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these people um, uh, have an income tax liability that we you know, we should help them um, pay for that liability. Of course. And just to yeah. bring it back around more to, mm-hmm. to the, the office itself and, you know, making money with this, like you said, people are afraid of this. People are afraid to serve this client base, which means that there's an entire group of people out there who your competitors are turning away. 
exactly. what you can bring in. This is money mm-hmm. just waiting for you. And it's yes. double money. And again, it's a way to lock in clients earlier. That's for me right now. That's the most exciting part is that you can work through the summer and lock in clients mm-hmm. that are going to come back to you. Um, exactly. And, and yes. not only do you not have to give them money like you would with a, you know, one of these advances, but in fact, they're paying you. And, you know, we always go back to this. Um, in every episode, we try to bring value to the customers. And one of the things that you can always do is establish yourself as an authority, right? And Correct. the more that they trust you, the more that they're going to, you know, ask you for help with their with their financial life, with anything. I mean, if they're trusting you with their, you know, their ITIN or their social security number, they obviously mm-hmm. place a, a pretty high level of trust in you. Correct. So to be able to say, hey, I can get your ITIN renewed. I can help you. I can get your taxes done. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know about your case specifically, but I know for a lot of people, taxes are not the only thing that they offer in the office. They offer a lot of other mm-hmm. financial products. And this is Correct. a great way to get them to purchase those as well. Of course. Yeah. Great, a nice sticky yeah. client. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, there's there's 2 million ITINs about to expire this year. Wow, so- that's a big number. <laughs> There's a lot of them out there. Um, and, and again, you know, I have, I have some clients calling me from like Wyoming, Connecticut, like other states because oh, there's wow. no there's no help out there. Mm-hmm. There's no help. So so, you know, they're, they're looking for someone close to them. But um, now, just as an aside, how did you. How did they find out about you from those other states? Are you are you marketing yourself out in those other states? No, no, um, just online, online. You know, um, okay. I do have a web uh, Facebook page mm-hmm. and uh, word of you know word of mouth. Um, the, I'm not really doing advertising specifically for this. Um, I, I do put information out there though uh, on my Facebook page, on mm-hmm. my Instagram. Uh, I do have a YouTube channel. It's, uh, it's, it's not as popular as the IRS. <laughs> but what is? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but I put information out there. And so uh, most of these people are related to other clients. Mm-hmm. Um, Word of mouth again, is big in, in the Hispanic community as well, right? It is. It mm-hmm. is. It's huge. So, and, like and another thing. Really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another thing, too, is, yeah, you know, um, Hispanic community is very, very loyal. Mm-hmm. very loyal once they trust you it'll be hard for you to lose that client mm-hmm. um i don't know we have that for some reason <laughs> that's wonderful i think that's what yeah. everybody wants yeah yeah exactly so so the loyalty is there the market is there mm-hmm. the the tools are there uh, again i would invite anyone to to really become an acceptance agent and mm-hmm. start serving these clients because you know there's What's There's the, a great opportunity. What's the process like to become an acceptance agent? Is it a lot of work? Uh, well, you you do have to take a some education through a private company uh, that will help you out um, and to understand and to identify documents because you know um, some of the documents that will be provided to you are foreign. Right. So you know I can recognize a. American passport, but I probably wouldn't be able to recognize a Chinese one. <laughs> right, of course, um, yeah. Only because, you know, I'm just not familiar with it. Yeah, of course, um, you don't know what to look for. Yeah, I don't know what to look for. Um, and so you have to take this training. 
Uh, and again, the IRS website has the right vendors that you can purchase this, this training through. Mm -hmm. And you will learn how to recognize the documents that you will be accepting. You also have to take a test with the IRS. It's very easy. It's not like you have to go to to a site and sit down and take a test. It's right. like an online test that they give you like right here on the page. Okay. Um, you also have to, um, like in, in my case, I sent in my enrolled agent certificate. Mm -hmm. And there's no fee to apply. You just have to fill out the your form. And of course you have to be compliant as a tax preparer. You have to, you know, have your taxes paid and right. Yes, of course. Not, you know, you have to mm -hmm. go through a compliance thing with them. Um, and mailing the application, it takes about 120 days for them to process. So mm -hmm. right now would be a good time to do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, before tax season, I think you, you would still be okay. Um, but even if you got your your acceptance agent um, certificate in January, that would still be okay because, I mean, let's be realistic. I know we want to do things in the summer. I know the IRS sent out these letters, but taxpayers don't think about taxes until it's January, mm -hmm. February, March, and April. Absolutely right. So, mm -hmm. you know, as, as much as I try to make them think about taxes in August, they don't. <laughs> right, of course. The good news so, is, though, when they start thinking about it in January, even if they walk into your office then and you say, oh, well, actually, you have to renew your ITIN, you've still mm -hmm. got plenty of time before April hits or you know, even file an extension, um, and yes. you can still get them in and done then. So it's mm -hmm, not going to yes. be too late by January. There's still time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so, so the, right now would be a great time to to go through the process. Um, again, um, it's not super difficult. Of course, it takes some steps. It takes some effort, mm -hmm. but it's worth it. It's worth it. So, um, so yeah, the, the process is not, it's not very hard. You can just go into the IRS website, type in acceptance agents, and you'll get the, you'll get the instructions on how to become one there. Perfect. Well, I think the most important question is, do you get some cool letters after your name? Yes, you do. CAA. Oh, I like that. Very official. <laughs> yes. Yeah, which I will be using those actually after my EA, um, comma, CAA. Perfect. Uh, you get those. I mean, it's it's, it's cool. It, it is it's a cool. cool thing to have. It yeah. definitely is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and it shows that you care mm -hmm. because, you know, if you're going to be helping this, um, this group of people, you, you want to make sure that you, you are educated yourself and not Absolutely. just, you know, fill, filling out the, the application just like, eh. Right, you didn't just Google some stuff. You actually know what's mm -hmm. going on here. Right, right, mm -hmm. exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Okay. So, I mean, I think we went over pretty much everything. Um, I know I keep trying to hark back on the benefits financially of an existing tax office, um, mm -hmm. but it seems like there's really a lot here that, that is kind of an untapped market for everybody. I mean, if you're saying mm -hmm. you're getting clients from, you know, all over the country, that means it's not just California. It's, you know, it's not just uh, Texas oh, no. or Florida. This, this is everywhere. Oh, yeah. It's it's everywhere, you know. And if you are in an area where, for example, here in my area, mm -hmm. um, we are in the Salinas Valley, um, California. We produce, I know I say this a lot, but I'm proud of where I'm from. Mm -hmm, of course. <laughs> we produce about 80% of the vegetables consumed in the United States. Oh, wow. You know, like lettuces and all that. Mm -hmm. 
So uh, we have a very high volume of um, field workers. Mm-hmm. Of course. And a lot of these field workers are uh, working undocumented and, and that's that's just the reality uh and they get a w-2 they get taxes withheld um they are entitled to uh, uh refunds mm-hmm. uh, or they may have a um they may have a tax um liability so if you are in an area where you know there's a lot of people who might be undocumented then there's potential and absolutely and i mean they exist everywhere, right. everywhere in the United States. This is just, I mean, um, there are about 11 million people undocumented in the United States. Wow, that's a so, big number. It's a huge number. Mm-hmm. And and um, it, it's, it, it's underserved. It's Absolutely. underserved. A well, lot of people do not file out of fear that mm-hmm. they might uh, um, get, uh, get other consequences. But again... We are tax tax compliance. We're not trying to make them complain, be compliant with something else. Right. Absolutely. So, so we just we should just focus on the on the tax compliance part mm-hmm. and mind, let them mind their business. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're you're helping them, you're helping yourself, mm-hmm. and you're also helping the country because you're collecting taxes that would otherwise go unpaid. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Um, now, is there anything else, just as we wrap up, um, that we should know about either ITINs, filing with ITINs, or serving that community? Um, not that I can think of right now. Um, I mean, you know, other information would be, you know, uh, mo- most, of, most of these um, taxpayers do not qualify for, for credits. Mm-hmm. So if you're helping out a new ITIN holder and then you believe that they might qualify for like the earning income credit mm-hmm. and your software is not giving them the earning income credit, uh, you know, you also have to do some research oh, on what, right. which which credits they qualify for and which they don't. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they mostly they don't qualify for anything. Gotcha. OK. But but the only one that they might would be like the child tax credit. And that's mm-hmm. only if they have a child with a Social Security number. Right. Okay. That would, so, that, like you said before, would if the child has an ITIN as well, then they don't qualify for that at all. No, that would only be five hundred dollars because that that mm-hmm. is the other dependent credit. Gotcha. Um. Yeah. So also, you know, there there there's a lot of things that they don't qualify for. So also do a research on how to prepare the tax return for an ITIN mm-hmm. holder. Um. Uh. That would be. That would be that would be all for now. Are, are there um, any specific resources that you would recommend for that, or just IRS.gov? Just the IRS.gov. Honestly, this page has a lot of information. Most of the information is here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it, it'll even tell you what credits they don't qualify for. Okay. Uh, and it'll give you a history of, of why the ITIN um, started. Because actually, you know, uh, before the ITIN program started. Undocumented people were actually getting social security numbers. Okay, I didn't know that. Be- yeah, because you know, so let's say I was here undocumented before 1996. I had a filing requirement, so I would just go to the social security office and apply for a social security. Hmm. So now, all those people that had those numbers, did they then switch over to an ITIN, or they still have social security numbers? No, because since they already have social security numbers. 
uh, once you have a social security number, that social security number stays with you forever. Ah, I see. Even if you are undocumented. Gotcha. So there, there are a lot of undocumented people who do have social security numbers. And, uh, and once you have one, you do not qualify for an ITIN. Gotcha. Yeah. Do they, yeah. And, and, they don't need, yeah, obviously need to be renewed or anything. No, no, that's the social is just, it's a good social. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So that, those are like the, the little things here and there that are unknown to a lot of people. Um, mm -hmm. And also, if you have an ITIN number, if you're holding an ITIN number, but then you become a permanent resident mm -hmm. of the United States, you qualify for a social security number and then your ITIN will, um, you'll have to cease, um, uh, um, you know, using that number. You have to notify the IRS that mm -hmm. now you have a social, you're not going to be using your ITIN anymore mm -hmm. and um, you don't qualify for an ITIN anymore. Gotcha. And that's another process mm -hmm. that preparers should familiarize themselves with. Yeah, that would be more more like through the um, Social Security office, mm -hmm. but but at least we can give them that information. Right, you know? exactly. To go back mm -hmm. to what we were saying before is just be that authority. Learn as much mm -hmm. as you can about this. Um, mm -hmm. And then even yeah. if you're directing them somewhere else, like Social Security office, at least you're the one who told them, and they're going to remember that and come back to you and exactly. continue to come back to you for hopefully many years. Yes, yeah. Because now, see now... Now they have a social. Now they will qualify for credits. Now, you know, if you uh, offer other services like insurance, like 401k, mm -hmm. things like that, now they have the capacity to purchase all these new right, things. That refund you. just jumped up real big. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so and you know, things change. I mean, it doesn't mean that because they have an IT, it doesn't mean that it's going to stay like that always. Of course. You know, things things change. And, um, uh, yeah, so the market is there. Two million nineteens expiring this year, uh, and Go that number is just is, yeah, <laughs> the number is just getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. that's awesome. Well, Tanya, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been really, really informative. I mean, this is this is an untapped market for people. Go out there, learn as much as you can. Um, you know, it's just now September when we're recording this, so you still mm -hmm. have plenty of time. This is a great way to lock in clients early, help clients that you didn't otherwise think you could get. Um, mm -hmm. This is just a great way to make extra money in your office and grow your practice. Definitely, yes. Well, thank you for having me, Anne. Of course. If, if our listeners mm -hmm. want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? Um, I have a, a Facebook page, um, A&T Tax Payroll and Bookkeeping. Okay. Um, Perfect. That would be like the easiest one. Um, I also have an Instagram um, account. Uh, it's um, at underscore tax. Um, and, you know, my phone number, 831-975-5573. Uh, but the internet is, is it right now. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, of course. Of course. That's yes, how we yes. met. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. This has been great. Thank you, Ian. Talk to you soon. Wow, that was such great information. So I want to say thank you again to Tanya for coming on the show today and sharing her knowledge with us. It sounds like there's a lot to gain by learning how to work with and serve the ITIN community. By helping them renew their ITIN early enough to file it to being in a tax season, you help them and also it's a great chance to show them that you're an authority on the subject, which will help you build trust. Then they'll be much more likely to come back to you for their tax prep needs and keep coming back every year. 
I hope you got as much great value out of our conversation as I did. Now, I seriously want to hear from you all. So get in touch with the show. You can find us on all social media at Tax Industry Talk or email us at taxindustrytalk at gmail.com. Thank you guys again for listening, and I can't wait to talk to you again soon.